0: welcome to guys we fucked guys we guys we fucked i'm christina i'm corinne we're sorry about about last night night. the anti-slut shaming podcast i never stop
1: (laughs) hello fuckers welcome to another episode of guys we it's the anti slut shaming podcast i'm corinne i'm christina and this episode is sponsored by louis ck 2017 it's a new comedy uh, special on netflix uh corinne and i have watched it Mm. and holy shit I I didn't realize they were sponsoring until I I went to uh, get all the ads for today's intro. And I'm like, this is so cool because it is the best special I've ever seen. Um, Trading his usual black shirt and jeans for a suit and tie. Comedy star Louis C.K. is ready to get down to business with his latest comedy special, which explores the misery and hilarity of life in 2017. And when the suit goes on, the truth comes out. Watch Louis C.K. 2017, now streaming only on Netflix. Seriously, this is one of the funniest fucking comedy specials you will ever watch in your life. So treat yourself and laugh. Yeah. We both cried
0: laughing. Oh my God. Which is not, which is tough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah that's tough well it's not tough for me I cry laughing all the time oh I don't <laughs> <laughs> well come see us live if you want to cry laughing
1: Friday April 28th Glamour Puss is happening co-hosted by myself and Wendy Starling at Zinc Bar in the West Village 82 West 3rd Street 7.30pm 21 and up ticket link
0: is in the description of this podcast and then Saturday April 29th the next night it's Nacho Bitches at 11.15pm at New York Comedy Club co-hosted by myself and Blair Saki tickets are $10 with code Nacho and then the next night if you want to make it the three oh, for oh. uh sunday april 30th we're doing the comedian project at the stand which is in manhattan uh on third avenue and ticket links and info will be in the description for all those
1: Chicopee, massachusetts tonight we're gonna be at the Hukilau. loud come hang with us and get drinks Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then we uh, are Austin sold out, I think. Oh, OK. Well, it's uh, there, you can't buy tickets anymore, but you might if you get a festival pass. I'm pretty sure it's sold out.
0: Oh, yeah. And then uh, on Sunday, April 23rd, we're in Houston, Texas at Warehouse Live. Las Vegas, Nevada, Thursday, May 18th to Saturday, May 20th. We're going to be in town for the Crapshoot Comedy Festival, y'all. Thursday, June 1st, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're at the Women's Club. Tickets are available Now. now. I put them on the... Yeah. Perfect.
1: Um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Where Where are you at? Oh, you in Milwaukee? Well, come to see us Friday,
0: June 2nd at the Pabst Theater. And then Chicago, Illinois, we are coming back on Saturday, June 3rd. We're doing the fourth annual, 26th annual comedy festival. Two shows. There's a 7 p.m. and a 10 p.m., both at Talia Hall. Uh, and don't forget, we still have merchandise available on our website. Uh, so just go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com, go to the merch section, and it'll link you to that. We do bring uh, a limited amount of merchandise to all our tour dates, but Christine and I have to carry them. And honestly... Those, like,
1: really heavy. And heavy. And we don't have place to carry them for us, so we're like... <laughs> you can only hear a little bit.
0: Yeah, so we can only do that.
1: <laughs> um, and if you are sad tweeting us on Twitter saying that you've already binge listened to all of our episodes, guess what? We got bonus episodes. Um, and they're really fucking fun. We do a bonus episode of Guys We Fucked once every two weeks. And if you go to howl.fm slash GWF, you can hear these bonus episodes. Yeah, sometimes I'm high and I'm drunk. So... You know, you're in for a ride, but this week's bonus episode is really exciting because we interviewed Daisy Coleman from the Netflix documentary, Audrey and Daisy. And we ask her some questions that have to do with rape, but we also like get into like, what do you like to do?
0: It was really fun. Yeah, it was a good time. She was in town and it all worked out. Uh, Thank you so much to another sponsor for today's episode. It's Lyft. I take Lyft all the time. You know, Lyft, it's the car service that comes really fast
1: <laughs> you know what else comes really fast
0: my ex brian <laughs> i don't
1: know i, I never dated <laughs> Brian.
0: Uh, but no lift is great i use lift multiple times a week i use regular Lyft sometimes when i'm feeling fancy i also use Lyft line lift line is super great because unlike some other services they only pick up max two riders so it's not oh, like, you're not going around town awesome. picking everyone up every three picking blocks up a clown yeah a group of clowns for the circus because i mean sometimes that gets rough uh, <laughs> Safety is Lyft's number one priority. Every driver is fully vetted through a 10-point safety standard, including third-party criminal and DMV background checks. Uh, every car has to pass a 19-point vehicle inspection for your safety and comfort. Lyft even has an industry-leading insurance plan protecting you the moment your Lyft driver picks you up. Uh, and with Lyft, you can tip on the app, which, you know, seems not cool for you. But the drivers really are. They are just happier. That's the company they really prefer driving for. I talk to my Lyft drivers, drivers all the time. Good. Yeah, it's they're, they're, they treat them really well. It's a good company. It, it allows the drivers to have like a personal life. So that's nice. Uh, and right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal for new users. Get three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value if you're good at math. Uh, when you enter promo code GWFD, just download the free Lyft app today and enter promo code GWFD in the payment section. You'll start with the three free rides and um, that's it. You'll know, have a great time. And you'll get home safely if you're drinking too much.
1: Sometimes when I drink too much, I shit my pants and I have to get new underwear. And um, you guys, if you've ever been in that same situation, you're in luck because we're also sponsored by Me MeUndies. <laughs> uh, I tried. Sorry. Uh, if you've been settling for store-bred underwear, five packs, I have something that will change your life for the better. MeUndies. Uh, They're seriously soft, feel-good underwear uh, that gets delivered right to your door. Uh, If you use the special URL, uh, MeUndies.com slash GWF, you get 20% off your first pair, okay? And guess what? You could save up to 33% each month with a monthly subscription plan. You just select your size, your style, and the plan you want, and MeUndies will send you underwear that uh, you'll think swoon. Oh, you'll swoon for each month. I can't read out loud. Shut up. But if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You could still save money because MeUndies is offering you 20% off. Like I said, I put the bullet points not in the right order, but you fucking get what I'm trying to say. Just use the special URL MeUndies.com slash GWF and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer, be an adult, give your ass the modal fabric that it deserves. Once again, that's meandies.com slash GWF. MeUndies. Oh, <laughs> oh, and I didn't put the names in there, but we got to read the names. <laughs> okay, well, we
0: could do that, I guess, after. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it has been a very uh, interesting week for me because I did what I've been talking about for a long time. This was one of my New Year's resolutions and I've been working on it since January. (laughs) It is now April, if you notice. Uh, And I adopted a dog. Oh my God. And the dog is sitting on my chair and I want to cry. It's so cute. Yes, this is Sir Alfred Hitchcock. And that is his name, as I had promised myself. Uh, It's his first ever episode of Guys We Fucked. And he's asleep. I was like, (laughs) he's sleeping through it. (laughs) Oh, he woke up, which is fun. Alfred, are you having fun? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's been a very like emotional week because Alfred's, uh, he's a puppy. He's right now, I think about 20 weeks old. And I like, I, I, when I started my search, I was looking for like a one or two year old dog. Right. Because that's like, they're not going to pee on your floor. Yeah. You you get them young, but you can also like have a life. And then I was thinking about it and looking at a lot of dogs and I saw Alfred and, uh, I've thought about it for a long time as as you must do if you're going to adopt an animal. Yeah, you probably gave that more thought than a lot of people do in having kids. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, I I had been thinking about this like before I even moved to like I knew I wanted a dog. I mean, all I've ever wanted my whole life was my own dog. Truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. You love dogs. I'm and you're obs- like a dog. I'm obsessed with dogs. You are. So how is it having your own dog? That's crazy. Well, it's great because the, the reason I decided to get a puppy was because I was really thinking about like my life and I was like, I truly don't think I'm going to have kids. Yeah. But I wanted to be like have some kind of a motherly experience. Yeah. And that. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So I thought me getting a puppy would be a nice way to do that. And it totally is. So number one, I got the puppy and I was like, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure now even more so that I don't want kids <laughs> just Why? because, just because the puppy is already so much. And, uh, I just like, I know the kind of lifestyle I want to have. And I right. just like know that a baby just really wouldn't fit into that. Babies
1: are babies are weird because, uh, it's the only, we're, are we the only mammals that are babies have, when a deer comes out of a mother deer, it's fucking walking. It's a horse. When a horse gets born, it has instincts. yeah, yeah. And they're like doing stuff for themselves a little bit. But a baby, if the baby's on the floor, that's where it's staying forever unless you move it. Right It's weird how helpless Human babies are to me
0: Well It also I think Has to do with Like animal years Versus human years Oh that's true So it's just that. like you're, you're just moving slower Cause I mean If you left a baby On the floor I mean you'd have to Like toss food at it And stuff But like <laughs> Eventually It would get up Or learn how or to something Or learn how to Push itself up yeah. I mean after You know it's It would be in its own feces And you know You'd, you'd have to throw food At it And etc but. but food in his mouth <laughs> But yeah Here he throw, throw a head of lettuce not a baby, Aww. but puppies are pretty helpless too, and I mean, just peeing everywhere a lot of a lot of crying. You have to hold it. I mean, I brought uh Alfred to the dog park and he oh took one look around, he was like, nah, and literally hopped in my lap because I was like in the squatting position. He Aww. hopped on my lap and was like, nope, <laughs> I thought he would be because his foster home had a 55 pound pit bull in it, so I thought he would be okay but yeah he truly is and I I have to treat him like a son like I have to force him personality yeah like I I was like forcing him at the party you know gently but nicely I was like no you have to go play with the other just because I wouldn't want my son to be a mama's boy either I was (laughs) like you need to go out and socialize and you need to be a big boy yeah so it's like really weird and then you know be a man Alfred be a man (laughs) and it was and it's also been kind of an interesting challenge in me and James's relationship because we had to learn this weekend how to co-parent i mean Um, yeah because we have different you know i'm very strict with with the dog and you know the dog didn't really like james at first so that was really i mean saturday afternoon it was a nightmare because if your dog doesn't like your boyfriend yeah that's a problem yeah saturday like so friday was the first day and like he was just like like kind of growling not biting but just being aggressive and barking because james is very tall and he doesn't like tall people and then I I ordered like lunch Saturday afternoon. James came home from work and the dog was like just not liking him at all. Mm. It ended up in like he, dog going nuts Running through A tub of guacamole Getting Aww. guacamole All over the carpet Aww. Then James is frustrated Because he was Taking it personally That the dog Didn't like him Which a lot of people I understand. Do but you can't You can't But I Yeah Then I'm crying In the middle Of the living room floor Because I was Number one I was so tired From the yeah. puppy And I also And I you just, went through All this And then your the dog And your boyfriend Don't get along I mean yeah. that's hard I didn't know I just didn't know What to do Because I was like I don't want this To be like the Thing that breaks a relationship, but also it's like you know, dog's not going back. Yeah, <laughs> so.
1: you hear that, Sir Alfred? You are safe. Uh, See, but I got, I had, a, I had that happen with Gilda. I had a cat. I think I've talked about this podcast. Had a cat, my own animal named yeah. it Gilda after Gilda Radner, and then she was the biggest cunt in the world. Right? Um, she would claw her. up <laughs> Steven's head. And, and her, his back and mine. I mean, it. she acted like we were all a tiny little mouse begging to be eaten. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And Steven didn't want to come over. Right, And that was when we were like falling in love. Like that was at the beginning of our relationship.
0: Well, she was scary. I'm I'm not, I love all horrifying. animals. And I mean, she would, she, she, it was. And boy, oh boy, was I in denial for a long time. She was frightening. I mean, she, cause I know, especially like she would pull at your hair cause she, I had really long hair at the time. She would bite your neck. Yeah. It was crazy. I felt like I had to shield myself. Yeah, you really did. <laughs> and
1: I was in the bathroom one day and Melissa, my best friend and Steven were sitting on the couch and I could hear them. And and Melissa was like, Steven, Gilda's horrible, right? And he's like, "Yeah, she should get rid of him. She should, right, Jinji?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta, I gotta." Yeah. And then when I got her fixed, the vet was like, "You need to take this cat to a farm." I was like, "All right, fine." But he, Stephen, would have never moved in if I had Gilda. still. Yeah. Why? That no, was an abusive relationship for me. No one would, Gilda. Be, would. no one would be here? Yeah. So that's a tough. It's just I mean, you getting beaten up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can't imagine if the if an animal was if. If Gilda was great otherwise And then like him And her and Steven Didn't like each other I'd
0: right. be really bummed Well you can train Almost any animal Especially when they're a puppy To like be okay Like it's already been like It's not even been a full week And he's already so much He's great he was, never, he was never bad But he's already like Even so much more well behaved And I mean like You just have to be Take a lot of time with him I mean I spent literally All weekend taking care of this talk. Yeah I, You have I, to be so close I didn't look at my phone I didn't Like things are unanswered I did didn't re- respond to people's text messages. I just spent the whole week like taking him out, taking him to play, buying him stuff, taking him to Petco, getting his le- leash and collar, like uh, setting How him up. How often do you have to take him out in a day? I mean, a puppy goes to the bathroom at least 12 times a day, but I'm oh, not. Damn. I am training him on a wee-wee pad because. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. You Corinne mean, doesn't need to go out time Day, please. That's <laughs> seeing the sun that often. Yeah, shut up. That's too much. Um, but yeah, and now, and now James and him are like best buds. Oh, good. Because you have to, you have to like kind of let them know who the leader of the pack is. James walked them on a leash all day on Saturday. Uh, they played tug of war, and it was just like building up a trust. The same, you know, the same as if I was a single mom and was introducing oh, yeah, yeah. my kid to the new boyfriend. Like you have to you have to build a, a relationship. Yeah. my, You know, it's funny. My parents, does he, is James strict with
1: Alfred now the way you want him to be? Because my parents fight over that all the time because my dad loves their pit bull uh-huh. and wants him to sleep with them, wants them right. everywhere. And my mom's like, Ed, Ed, Edward, he's not going to listen to you if you keep fucking doing it. And they get in a fight all the time, but right. she's right. Like you do have to do.
0: Well, James knows he's my dog. Yeah. So he like, so he makes him sit and do stuff like that. He was just like giving him too many treats. And I was just like, oh my God. I was like, I can't. <laughs> you want the whole bowl, buddy? There I was like, go. he can't eat that much. Um, but he's he's good now. Yeah, it was just a it was a very interesting uh, experience. But then when James and and Alfred were getting along so well, it's just like the cutest thing Aww. in the world. Yeah, and they were just and they're best buds now. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean I should I should have come out him. of your,
1: Do you close your door when you have sex? What's that going to be like?
0: Well, I mean it's only been like two days, so we didn't have sex. Oh, okay. We've, oh, okay, we've yeah. literally been, just been just been yeah. doting over him like I just took a baby home from the hospital. Yeah. So Aww. I mean I it's my I should have had. Uh, James like Go to the foster parents house But I'm fucked up Because I kind of I kind of had an inkling That a dog might not like James Like a little dog Because James is like He's kind of scary. Like he scares me sometimes. And he doesn't, he (laughs) doesn't scare me. When I first met him, not anymore, obviously. That that would would be an abusive relationship. (laughs) James. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. no. But he's like, he's he's tall. He's very tall. He's very tall. He's very serious. And he has, and he kind of. And he has a
1: deep voice. Yeah.
0: And he walks in kind of like a slow, in a slow way. And he gets so offended when I say that. And I was like, but it's, it's very masculine, but it's just like the way that you are. And he is a very nice, he's like a really sweet person in real life, but he just has a certain, you know, that Midwestern yeah. way. Well, because when Steven came upstairs, Alfred was kind of like, what the f-? Fuck dude, but then yeah.
1: he got to Well
0: he was raised by a lesbian, so he I don't think loves men. Yeah. I, I <laughs> the lesbians <laughs> taught him to hate men. Yeah. Oh my god,
1: that'd be brilliant. I
0: actually messaged Marsha Belsky and I was like, exciting news. My dogs a feminist, <laughs> my dog hates men. <laughs> and he might kill all men. So <laughs> you're gonna love him. But yeah. It was been yeah, it was a very interesting, kind of like a next step. And I but then I have just been feeling these feelings of like deep love and I like to, like right? get like very emotional for yeah. no reason because I like love him so much. I can't awesome. do anything I just like take pictures of him And look at him It's very weird Well I mean that's But that's I fucking love dog. dogs
1: Being a dog mom I know you do And that's why I'm like I would imagine That's gonna be a really emotional Like fulfilling thing Yeah I just what I mean. Is, oh that's your backpack? Oh, uh, that is his
0: dog bag. That's his dog bag. Is that wrap around your stomach like a baby bag? Um, it's a it's a it, you wear it like a backpack, but on the front. So I so, so like a baby my arms. Yeah, like it's is ba- he facing you or facing the world? He's facing sideways. He can move around oh. Any way He chooses. Well, that's kind of cool. He looks up at me a lot, like to Aww. make sure that I'm still there. And Aww. when James was walking him on the leash, he kept he kept looking back at me to make sure that I hadn't left. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like he's very protective Because he's a terrier mix But then like everyone's like Oh maybe he's part Dachshund Part Chihuahua Part Jack Russell He has something else in him I don't know He's just Alfred And he's
1: perfect (laughs) Oh god Oh I want a dog So I'm gonna go to the shelter When you leave uh,
0: And uh, we'll see what kind of dog I get next week (laughs) Then they can be friends Yeah Aww
1: That'll be cute Aww Okay Um, (laughs) I'm gonna read an email if you guys want to email us, sorry about last night show at gmail.com. Hey, fuckers. I've been dealing with an issue for a while, and I thought you guys might have some insight or advice for me. My lack of confidence is going to end my relationship. I'm 24. My boyfriend is 26. He's absolutely amazing, worships me, continu- uh, continuously compliments me, takes care of me. He's the one I want to spend my life with, but he's got a serious case of wandering eyes. I understand that guys will look, it's natural. I do it too. I get that. A lot of times I'll check someone out and I'll point the person out to him, and we could both appreciate some nice tits or whatnot, but my boyfriend has a bad habit of checking out a girl so blatantly in front of me to the point where he will do a double take, contort his (laughs) neck to keep staring, and completely phase out of the conversation. Uh, But he doesn't look at just any girl. He mainly checks out leggy blondes, which also just so happens to be the type of girl he's always been with before me. I'm the complete opposite. I'm four foot eleven, half Native American, half Hispanic. So a fucking in babe, um, I've always had body image and self-worth issues for as long as I can remember, with the exception of my liberating slut phase right before he and I got together. I was bullied through most of grade school, had my fair share of eating disorders, was in a five year abusive relationship, followed by two year sexless relationship. And to top it off. Last year, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. Side effects include hair loss, mood swings, in addition to my depression, fluctuating sex drive. Our sex is amazing. No metabolism, which causes increasing consistent gain weight. Uh, He insists he doesn't see it. I've talked to him about how he doubled how his double taking makes me feel. And he reassures me that he can't help it. It doesn't mean anything. He doesn't think about those girls for more than that moment. He loves me. He doesn't see why I lack confidence, et cetera, but I can't help, but compare myself to these beautiful leggy blondes that he sees to, uh, that he seems to prefer. He said he will stop looking, but I don't want him to feel like he has to hide his behavior from me. That's how lies and secrets start. You're right. I've also tried explaining it in, an, in a vice versa situation, and he said he wouldn't care. We're preparing to move to California together, where I'm from, also where an abundance of beautiful people live. And his wandering eyes are not only my uh, are my only concern. I've always see uh, I've always had self esteem issues in my relationships. No one has has me on the pedestal the way he does, but never have I ever worried about losing my significant. And other due to someone else, it's something that making me uh, making me into a crazy girlfriend. I see them before he does, and I wait for him to stare at them. Then he quickly looks back at me to see if I saw him looking. I always do. It's gotten to the point where I see an attractive girl in person or even on social media, and I can't help but think he'd fuck her. That's what he wants. We should we catch ourselves making snarky comments. I'll ask if my outfit would look better if I were blonde. Oh, or a group of girls will walk by and I'll automatically say he's not looking. I want to be secure enough with myself that I don't just jump to conclusions. How do I love myself? I'm tr- I keep trying to remind myself that another woman's beauty does not mean the absence of my own easier said than done. I don't want my insecurities to ruin a relationship. Help. You know, I was going when I read this email, I, I I was reading it and I was like, oh, he does that. That's so rude. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, I literally will be holding Steven's hand and we'll pass a fire station and I will stop walking and just stare and be like, God damn, <laughs> all out loud, all in front of him. Right. And he laughs. I've never dated a fireman, though. So if, if I think it adds to it a little bit that uh, that. That's not the guy I've always dated Like if I've always dated Beefcakes Right Steven's not Steven probably would Feel insecure about that
0: Right Well and also You guys have just Been together for so long you're So on a, like, long You're on a different level And also I mean to be quite honest I don't think most people Are in like A healthy relationship I agree Or like on the level That you guys are on I just I just yeah. don't think I think it's like It's just That's just not But I really do norm. think When this guy When this girl's boyfriend Is
1: saying like I only think about them For that second Like mm-hmm. I Yeah probably Yeah the double-taking, when you when you do the double-taking and you are, well, number one, physically opposite of all the women he's looking at, mm-hmm. I get that that feels weird. Mm-hmm. You feel a little femasculated, but it's like, like she said, your, somebody else's beauty does not take away from your own beauty, and- but the whole that with the recent diagnosis of like
0: hair loss and weight gain and mood swings you feel like a big old lump of crap sure and also I mean there's just such an intense history here like I like that you pointed out the stuff so I didn't have to think in my head oh you probably have some issues you just told us (laughs) you're very self-aware which is awesome yeah you so you know what's going on uh because like it's most of the the, anything that has to do with insecurity usually goes back to something that you're lacking uh feelings that you're lacking for yourself uh and so that's great. However, I hate the excuse and guys say it all the time. I can't help it. I can't help you it. Fucking yes, you can. can. You can. You can. I, help I it. can help it. It's, it's hard yeah. sometimes when it's a firefighter, but right. I can help it. But on top of that, because not only is it disrespectful to your girlfriend, I truly do think it's disrespectful. There are there is a way to look and not make it so fucking obvious. Yeah, and it's also disrespectful to the girls. You don't know women don't want to be ogled on the street. So if you're going oh like ah, you're that's that's <laughs> getting eye fucked walking down the street. Yeah, girls feel that shit. I call it eye rape because yeah. it's unwanted. Yeah. Okay, it's unwanted. It's aggressive, It's creepy. I don't care if yeah. you're
1: hot. I don't care if you're ugly. If
0: you're old. If you're young. It's gross. I can feel it and I hate it. So fucking
1: stop doing it.
0: Yeah. There and also just like be cooler about it. There, I check out people all the time in a very sly way. If you really are that bad about it, get a fucking pair of sunglasses. Like, honestly. And don't
1: hurt your... Contorting your neck. I'm sorry. What the fuck are you trying to prove? Like, that's weird. It's weird.
0: Yeah. It's just like you have to do some kind of like weird acting exercise where anytime you f- cut your, you like catch yourself looking at like a butt or something, just like snap your, uh, you know, a wrist, like an elastic band around your wrist and be like, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, seriously. That's when I learned that from an acting class when, well, basically when you're like not in the moment anymore and you realize that you're not in the moment, you say, I'm back. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's a good idea. Teach yourself something because ju- you have to train yourself to your boyfriend he I don't know if he listens but he has to train himself to stop to stop acting like this uh and I've had conversations with James about it too like we, I think we I talked about an incident on a Valentine's day Oh yeah who was looking at a girl behind you yeah and I, I I get it I I understand yeah it's fine to look at attractive people attractive it's fun people to look fun. at attractive people sure everyone likes to stare at hotties but you know there's a time and a place for exactly. that and on your own watch you can look at whoever the fuck you want yeah but you got, you got also though don't ogle like that Yeah, no, 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 sure, sure, sure. On your own watch, on your mom's watch, watch.
1: on her watch, on your brother's watch, don't.
0: Yeah, you just gotta be more chill about it when your girlfriend is there. I mean, you know, don't make it so obvious like (laughs) that you're like pulling your own head away or like making a visor out of your hand. He puts a box over his head. Yeah, just take a quick little glance out of the side of your eye and move on. Yeah, you have more self-control than you know, dude. But on the flip side, uh, this uh, girl who wrote us, you need to stop making the side comments. Comments, like yeah, putting on an outfit helping. and saying something fucking uh, like, oh, Ooh, if I done that, a blonde would look bitter. better. That yeah, that's not helping anything. It's childish. <laughs> I know it you're, is. you're causing you're causing uh, aggression in the relationship. Unnecessary. No it's just bad. That's bad all around. So you, you both need to grow up a little bit with with that stuff. And yeah, I mean, as much as he needs to be respectful of you at the end of the day. It's your responsibility to feel secure and not even your responsibility. Like it's your process to feel secure. He is not responsible for you feeling good about yourselves. He he can help and he can add, but that's, even if like he complimented you all day, that's like a that's a faux your your security needs to come from within. Yeah. That's a you, faux security. Absolutely. And that's gonna fucking blow up in your
1: face later down the road if you sure. just rely on other people's compliments to keep you up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's
0: that's <laughs> not where it's coming
1: from. <laughs> I just remember the one time uh, well we had a three way the night before so maybe that was it but Jasmine came over to do that pod she does a podcast where she sleeps in your bed oh Jasmine Pierce yes yeah. yes yes and she's gorgeous mm-hmm. oh my god she's so beautiful and she came over and it was Jasmine was sitting on one, on the couch and then Steven was in between us, I think. And then I was next to Steven and she was just trying to get something on her computer. Like she's trying to get something to work. And Steven was flirting with her. (laughs) It was the most obvious to the point where I literally was like, hello, Steven, (laughs) Stephen, hello. And I waved my hand. I, whole oh, man. And we had just he just fucked another girl the night before. Right. But I Give got him s- an inch. I <laughs> know. I'm like, dude, you just fucked somebody else. What though? I'm the best girlfriend ever. Fuck you. Well, he but was I did probably
0: it for me. he was probably maybe he, he was even like in that kind of like dating mode. Yes, then. he was. Totally. And I I I get it. Uh he he told he still
1: we talked about the other night actually. He's like, "God, that was so stupid. I don't know why I did that." I'm like, "I get it." But I even though I, it is my sexual kink to see him fuck other people, seeing him flirt when it's not in know well, so she's your dictate. friend and your coworker. Yeah, but she wasn't flirting back or anything. But she, even right. if she was, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But yeah. I, I walked to the bathroom. He didn't notice, and I walked where he could only see because she was facing uh-huh. this way, and I'm like, David, David. <laughs> And he didn't hear me. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be fun tonight. <laughs> and she had to get in bed in the middle of us and wake us up in the middle of the night and interview right, us. Right, yeah. And, oh, my God, the second we got to our bed, which was behind the cat when we had the wall upstairs, uh-huh. she could hear everything we're saying behind the wall because it's so thin. I'm like, bed I will fucking, are you fucking serious? I, I... Reamed him a new asshole at the highest whisper that I could possibly think of. It was so funny. Anyway, I don't know why I went into that tangent, but.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, security is a process. Yes. Yeah. It is. Security is a process.
1: The obviously is annoying. And I, and I, it, comparing it, yourself is so detrimental. Your looks,
0: your accomplishments, yeah. your
1: anything. You are you. If you're not happy with what you're doing, work on it. You should
0: only be competing with yourself yeah. ever. And also, like, when people. Yeah, it gets especially bad in like the warmer weather, uh people when boyfriends look Dude, at me when I'm walking yes. down the street, I get so angry at them. Yep. Because I'm like, what are you doing? You're with a girl. And if you don't like that girl, if that girl's not holding your attention, if that girl doesn't do it for you, stop dating her. But Steven looks at titties all day. Honestly, Steven stares. Steven kind of has a similar problem-ish,
1: but it's not just blondes. It's anyone with tits. mm -hmm. Anyone. Yeah. And it's honestly, it is actually, God, yeah, it is very uh, obvious. You just have to work on things more
0: sly about it. Yeah,
1: but what I'll say to him, I'm like, Steven, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, sorry. And yeah. he, he does, like, when I remind him, he stops.
0: Yeah. Like, I get it. I actually, I stare at people all the time, yeah. too. It, it, it's hard not to, because it's, like, nice well, to look at. And it's also, it feels a little animalistic in a good way. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's, oh, God, it's, it. That's just a lot though. But then also, and then just remind yourself, like if you're in a relationship, that person is with you for more than just the aesthetic, hopefully. Oh yeah, because when you're 90, yeah. you ain't going to be rocking those. They know you, they love you. Skin, there are, and there nice there are special things about you beyond being whatever height you are, whatever weight you are, whatever hair color you are. So like, just know that. And once you realize that, once you realize that someone loves you on that like deep, deep level, like I've talked about it before. It's a meaningful love. It's like, I mean, I'm that's... not, I'm not a 10 but in looks alone, but the whole package is a 10. And I think that it's important that like you rate yourself as a human being on the whole package. Yeah. Like has James dated better looking girls? Yeah. A ton of them. Yeah. But I know that he loves me more than he loved any of those people. Yeah. And because uh, you do like fun shit, and you have all these unique qualities that no one else has,
1: and you're a fun time. Well, and I'm, an, and a, and you I'm at his
0: intellectual level. And, right. like, there's just a lot of more important things than that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not a dog, so <laughs> <laughs> not the dog. The atom, like a dog, like an ugly person. Right, right, right. A, tro- a troll, yeah. So uh, poor
1: trolls, they have a bad rep. Yeah. It's oh hi, right. Alfred. Hi, buddy. <sighs> I forgot he was here. He's so quiet. Yeah. We're gonna. Um, we wrote a book. <laughs> and um, it uh, it kept me up at night. I know if we sound like we're out of it, it's because we've been up. We've been making it. edits and <laughs> goddamn, uh, don't take four Formidal in one day because that's like a lot of caffeine and you just won't sleep. So, um, but thank you to the following people who uh, who pre-ordered, fucked, being sexually explorative and self-confident in a world that's screwed.
0: Uh, am I going first? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Jennifer Askland, Tila Hammond, Lindsay MacArthur, Alexi Evans, Brittany Bradford, Alec- Alexandra Stark, Chris Davis, Davy Rich, or it could be Davi because there's no, so it might be Davi Rich. Uh, Amy Carroll, uh, Michelle Sullivan, Naylee Chavez, uh, Ella French, Heather Miller, Zoe Gullickson, Leela Palichuk, Allie Ward, Jordan Shea, Carrie Hagenston, Angelica Del Coro, Anastasia, Asia Borders, Stephanie Anderson, Cassidy Martini, Caitlin Lloyd, Jason White, Christopher Fisher, my brother. Oh, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, Sue Ulrich, Kendra Snyder, Shannon McLaughlin, Jamie Val, Elodie Winger, Tarna White, Kaylee Rayner, Cesar Torres, Daniel Herrera, Jasmine White, Amber Jackson, Cassandra Zirkus, uh, Megan Jeanette, Melanie Crichton, Molly Becker, Annalise Zapadka, Mindy Galf Alfred, Presley Westbrook, Samantha Napoli, Leah Hassan, Hillary Birch, Zaren Stone, Brianna Hoyer, Joshua Lelenek, and Gina Solabello. And also thank you very much to Natalie Higgins. I
1: actually know you. Hi Natalie. <laughs> Courtney <laughs> Travis, Katie Frank, Liz Wilmers, Whitney Grout, Cheryl Hicks, Sarah Schneider, Laura Corsico, Rogelio Gordzen. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Janie Olotti, o- Samantha Giorko, Jessica Penelbar, Penelber, Rachel Smith, Nicole Welsick, Anastasia Bender, Vilma Aravello, Andrea Bain, Amanda Fortuna, Gracie GFab Ibarra, Catherine Leno, Yana Selesneva. What the fuck, you guys? Mia Valdez, Alicia Stevens, Savannah Hubbard, Jess Fogarty, Kristen Housen, Sadie Harsey, Maggie Malum Katrina Carroll, Grace Clark McCall, Ashley Woods, Bethany Lally, Kelly Dempsey, Jason Wist, Lauren Carpenter, Paige Satterley, Beth Aguilera, like Christina Aguilera, but Beth, Viol- Violet Sabo Gabrielle Busca Whitney Borden Sarah Pimento Abby Davis Felicia Vell Maya Keller Maria Gerhardt Laura Penny Maria Clark I thought first this was Marshall Clark and I was like yo but Maria thank you <laughs> Emily Huard <laughs> Michelle Jarrett Samantha Bowden, Kara Meyer Sh- Sean Sortonsky, Chanel Holman this is the scariest part of my week Is reading all those names
0: <laughs> I, I want when, when we're done I want to just keep making up names <laughs> And keep reading them I know some people get so frustrated. <laughs> and it's so fun to frustrate them even more. Like, the more people don't like this segment, the more oh, then we're like just going it.
1: And we only read, we each read 50 names. But
0: the people, the, also, those 50 people are like, love it and yeah, like, are I know. So and they, excited. And they send us like videos of them hearing their name.
1: I'm like, that's really very, sweet. Very sweet. It makes me really happy. Yeah. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories – they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com GWF. For free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash G-W-F to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash G-W-F. You know what else makes me happy? Our guest! I Um, I I wasn't going into a product. (laughs) It did sound like I was. (laughs) Guys, we're done with all this stuff. We're going to go to the interview now. Um, Our guest is a former dominatrix. She has a new memoir out called The Scarlet Letters, My Secret Year of Men in an LA Dungeon. Uh, this was such a fucking fascinating mm-hmm. conversation, and I loved her yeah. so fucking much. Um, and she was uh, also like already a fan of the podcast. Yeah, I right. know. It was, such a, it was such a pleasantly surprising conversation. I didn't think it would suck or anything, but I'm like, damn, this girl is cool as fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show,
0: Jenny Nordback. How's it
1: and it's, like, done and out, and you're just, like... We've held it. I'm on the
2: other side. (laughs) It's so hard. It happens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were just telling us how you wrote a book. Uh, Your due date was when your only child was, like, three months old.
2: Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was insane. That's some... so and I, I legitimately shit. thought that by m- the time my kid was three months old, my life would be like semi back to normal. Like yeah. I'm such a control freak that I was like, I'll have a routine yeah. and he'll be sleeping more. And He's like, gonna I'm going to have this hours. under control. And then I got to that and was like, my life is never going to be under control again. Yeah. So. How is having a baby? Like the act of giving birth? Yeah. Or, All of it. I'm so curious. Um, it is Fucked. Like really? nothing. So I totally bought into the like natural childbirth thing. And I gave birth like at a birth center with midwives oh, and were you like, in a with yeah, I was. I yeah. wanted to I wanted to do I the, tub, did the water then... birth and mm-hmm. like so no painkillers at all. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. Like I'm gonna do it the, the right way, the natural yeah. way holy shit. Yeah. It was so much more painful than like, and you're supposed to forget about that
1: pain though. Apparently no. cause you're flooded with these hormones of giving life and wow, but you and don't you do forget it. like
2: I've kind of, I'm, I start to forget and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. And I have to constantly remind myself it was that it was bad. So bad. Like my you have nothing to com- do you have anything to compare it to? So that's what I was going to say. My <sighs> scale before that was, um, I decided it would be a good idea to run an ultra marathon. So it was a 43 mile foot race across the Scottish Highlands. And Holy this seemed like a really good idea. Holy. And I like sprained I an baby. ankle a couple yeah. <laughs> miles in. Yeah. Mm. So, like, it was painful. It was brutal. And having a baby, that was like on a scale of one to 10, having a baby made the ultra marathon seem like a one and a half. And whoa. the baby was like a 14. Like, whoa. It was terrible. Does
1: the pain start when you're, do the contractions begin when you're going into labor or does it
2: start when the crowning happens? Um, it just progressively gets worse. So it starts and then like, <laughs> it's getting more it's and like more life. and more intense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like, you know, and well, and I went early and they sent me home. And at that point that I went, I was like, all right, this is, I'm clearly at, you know, like you're measuring how dilated you are. And yeah. I thought like, okay, imminent, this is going to happen. This is excruciating. Probably like a foot dilated by now. And they Wait, were like, like cause I don't,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't even know how I would know like, unless like my water broke on my shoe that yeah. I would need to go. And I'm just taking that from Sex in the City.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and they give you these like, oh, I can't even remember what it is now, but it's like when you're having a certain number of contractions, a certain... Right. Within a certain length and whatever. So I was at that point and I was in excruciating pain and I was like, all right, we're going to do this. But I still like was kind of under control and I go and they were like, you have to get to 10 centimeters to have the baby. And I was at three. And they sent me home. I was just crying. They sent you home. Yeah. They were like, you're nowhere near that yet. And by the time I came back in, I was just like... (laughs) Now, if you wanted to change your mind and have a pain, some type of pain An epidural. Yeah. Yeah. Could you have I would have had to have transferred to the hospital. Damn. And by the time I went back I was at that point. Do you think? probably yeah. yeah but I was there I was like if we're not like if this isn't happening this time I'm going to the hospital and I want an epidural yeah and well, I think if yeah. I'd been at the hospital there's no question you would have gotten f- to the epidural well
1: I, I didn't realize how much women's decisions get judged really hard yeah. throughout the entire pregnancy and motherhood until I saw the business of being born and how everyone pressures moms to like like there's nothing wrong with you if you want an epidural to yeah. uh, not feel my my half sister I was there when she gave birth I was like 10 or something and we were all in the room and she had an epidural and then the doctor lifts up the sheets and he goes oh there's a head coming out you guys uh-huh. gotta go and she's like oh sweet and she just like
2: okay cool and it was just seemed like the most seamless process yeah that seems free. very civilized yeah <laughs> compared to what I did where <laughs> I sounded like a, an animal like the noises really? out of my mouth I think I terrified myself. poor husband really interesting like i was he in the bath with you no he was like sort of holding me up from the because i was too short for the tub i was supposed to be able to like reach the end so he was having to like hold me out of the water and yeah it was birth (sighs) i was gonna say i was like you're pretty petite so
0: i was like that also i'm sure like the more petite you are the more excruciating the pain is just like as far as like hip size and like birthing hips you know that's not no joke yeah oh
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah my joanne told me i have childbearing hips and mm-hmm. I was like
2: cool I don't, okay maybe it'll rock it
1: maybe, yeah I'm getting that epidural probably though <laughs> my mom had hers natural and I'm like what the
0: fuck yeah but my mom also had hers natural and then she did an epidural for the second one and she said that it it sucked because she couldn't feel the baby coming out yeah. oh, and that was she said that was really cool and I was like, well, also it was me, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Little That's did she know, Corinna Elizabeth Fisher <laughs> <laughs> making her debut on
2: Earth. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Everything I've just said about it, if I was going to do it again, I would still do it naturally again. Really? Like, okay, yeah, so there you go. You just sold that it. That is clearly like- sold Really? It. But oh, it, now mean, maybe it I was like. Powerful and I mean, it's the I recovered thing you could do. so quickly. I think because I think oh. when you have an epidural, you maybe sometimes do more damage and whatever. Oh. But like, I was walking the dogs within like seven hours, and I was holy shit. Like four hours after I gave birth, they allowed cool. that. Yeah, At the birth. Center. Oh, that's right,
0: because it wasn't a hospital. They're yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> next
2: lady in the tub, we gotta let you go. Conservation. Yeah. Wow. I delivered at like midnight and was home by four a.m. I wow. hope they change that. Once.
0: So- <laughs>
1: Yes, they probably
2: uh, did. Yeah. No,
0: can you uh, okay, so I this natural birth thing, my friend on Facebook, very into the natural <laughs> stuff. I saw her home water birth you pictures. Saw it? You Hell, can't yeah, see that. <laughs> I saw them. I mean not the baby coming out of her, but I saw that the pool was in her hair. I saw it the middle. so how do you prepare for that process? How granola/intolerable slash is it? <laughs> it's like, what a, well, this is the questions we're
2: all thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I, I'm like I like to think I'm kind of crunchy, granola, whatever, <laughs> but I'm really not as, as into it as like the rest of them are. So right. I'm about to get into my funny story about that. But yeah, I mean, like we did the classes beforehand whatever, and whatever. My husband and I were just like grabbing each other, like keep a straight face, okay, keep a straight yeah, face, okay, like yeah. keep it together. And they're like giving you these techniques like, to why try to get you laugh it. right now? Jenny? None of them did anything. Oh like, man. But so my funny story about that is like, so... Um, having your placenta encapsulated and eating <laughs> it afterwards oh, is a thing. Hell no! Yeah, no, it's hell a big no. thing. Lots of people do it. And I know but like, I can't handle it. Yeah, so wow. well, and they like freeze dry it and put it in like pill form. So it's not like okay. Well, That's I, I always less picture like barbaric. Tom Cruise <laughs> just like taking a big bite. What are on the it? health benefits of that? It's supposedly Tom like eating a pulps. you like get your hormones back to being balanced. Okay, and I think you can like save it and use it when you're going through menopause and whatever. But so it's so common with the like granola crowd that at the (laughs) birth center that I was at, like, you didn't get a choice. They sent you home with your placenta. There wasn't like the, in a pill form
1: or in like a a doggy bag,
2: put it in a Tupperware container. (laughs) No, they didn't. So, and they hadn't really told us that they were going to do this. They had just said like, are you going to have someone pick it up for you? Because they like (laughs) pick it up and they take it and they freeze dry it and they give it back to you in pill form. And I was like, no, I'm not. So then. Like I've just given birth, I've got a baby, like a fucking huge and I'm like, holy shit, I gotta take care of this. And we're walking out to the car, and like they have to check the car seat, and then they're like, oh, don't forget your placenta, and they like hand it to me in a Tupperware container in a bag. Mm. So I'm like. My husband and I are like, oh, okay. Like, we take. So, we get home with it and we don't really know what to do with it. So, we put it in the drawer of the fridge because we were like, it's a fresh keeper. Figure it it out. Like, it seemed weird to just put it in the trash. Like, it's human. Yeah. Wait, you
1: weren't going to eat it, Jenny? Yeah.
2: So then. You're a witch. Here's my like super. (laughs) I seem to be really bad at just sharing my embarrassing shit, but. We forgot it was in there, like in the throes of new parenthood. Just we like were, forgot, farms
0: that, like turkey tub <laughs> in the like exactly. The, the, there was
2: a placenta in the fridge, so like I don't even want to admit, but like it was probably like three or four weeks later that we were like, "Fuck." There's like a, is rotting... it ba- now is it bad? Yeah. I, I, don't,
1: I don't think know. I can it. Yeah, it does it, a like,
2: placenta expire. What is the expiration date on placenta? <laughs> like <laughs> how
1: long, it's like chicken.
2: Like how long can you put it in the fridge until you got, you got to freeze, freeze it. it. Right, yeah. right, right. So I, we ended up throwing it awake and I didn't even look. I just like grabbed uh, the container yeah. like put it in a bag and put it in the trash. Wow. But did
1: it start to smell? And that's how you were like, oh yeah. Thankfully, no.
2: Oh, that's but good. I but had did had you like open the lid funky. and smell it before? Good for you. No, I didn't even look. wouldn't have done that either. Yeah. It was that thing where like you have leftovers and you're like, I don't I'm want just the, gonna container throw the container that container out. out. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not I'm even going to
1: chuck it. Give this a chance to stink up my house oh, forever. Oh my
0: God. Wow. Damn.
1: So how old is
2: your kid now? He's 18 months. So how, what's it like? It's awesome. Yeah. It is the fucking coolest, especially like those newborn days are just like overwhelming. And he's like a blob. That it's just, crazy
1: like, to see a person the first day they're born. Yeah. I've only done that with my nephew, but it is wild. Yeah. It's just like, you're a, A pure, you're the
2: purest thing ever, but you're so helpless and don't give you a lot of feedback. (laughs) Like the baby, baby. they don't like smile at you or like hug you or there's, it's all just like very, like you're just taking care of their basic needs. So I found that really overwhelming, but now that he's getting older and he's like starting to talk a little bit and like he's just so fascinating. Yeah. It's crazy to see that. He like reminds you of how exciting everything is and like the joy in the world. And I just find myself laughing all the time and like, I'll go to bed at night and be like, my cheeks hurt from smiling just because he's so fucking fun. And that's awesome. awesome. Do you ever had,
1: do you ever experience
2: um, after your pregnancy, any postpartum? It's tough for me to know because I was so stressed about the book at the same time uh, that like, yeah, I mean, I was just like sobbing in a mess. And yeah. Like, that could have been from lack I don't, of sleep. Yeah. From, I yeah, was so stress, stressed and whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, and the hormone swing is just so crazy, but yeah. yeah. So I don't know if some of it was postpartum depression or if it was just, I was trying to do stress. too much at once, yeah. but it was a rough couple of months. Like I, some of it's pretty fuzzy. like I don't remember some of those days. yeah but, like, When I'm, you like, had your husband help you out yeah. during that time. I mean, he was so patient. I think that's all he should be because you squeeze. He wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I pushed a human out of my lady bits. He's probably like, damn, girl, that's (laughs) impressive. He was so patient with me. Like I would just be a mess over nothing. Like he he didn't even have to do anything. And I would just be like sobbing. And he like never was like, get it together or, you know, like, what is your issue? Yeah. Well, that's always just like very. I would. patient and did whatever I needed him to do to like get through it. So,
1: what was there? A, I, I mean, obviously, there had to have been a moment where you both were like, Yeah, let's have a baby.
2: I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a weird, that's a. God, it's such an adult decision. We had that conversation in Disneyland, <laughs> which may not have been a good choice. Like we were in line at a ride and we were like, you're taken back by the magic. Well, no, it was actually the opposite where we were like, I don't fucking want to deal with that. Mm. Like, you know, we were in Disneyland oh, with like double fisting beers yeah. and you know, like just, we were doing well, a ride we were get getting a drink. drink. Yeah. And we're looking at these parents who are struggling with kids and we're like, that looks terrible. Lasers. We were traveling all the time. We we're like, fuck, I don't like I our life is awesome. I don't want to add that. But we like <laughs> got around it and we're like, I think we can do this. Like, let's have one and see how it goes. Yeah. And so we decided to it and obviously we did how
1: quickly (laughs) yeah like because then then what do you do you wait when you have that discussion and then if you don't get pregnant by a certain number of months do you just say okay let's go to the gyn and see what the fuck's happening or like i don't know yeah i just don't know anything about that so
2: there's like a whole industry and there's like all this lingo (laughs) that goes with it now where like all like acronyms and shit where women get like super obsessed but i mean i had an iud at the time Mm -hmm. so when we made that decision it was like all right we're gonna take the iud out And I guess my husband is like Mr. Fertility or something because I got pregnant in that First cycle after taking the IUD. Yeah. well, oh, wow. after birth control is when a woman is most fertile. Yeah. And she stops it, but then I miscarried, I know like almost oh, yeah. immediately. So and, see, that's
1: something that yeah. happens to uh, so many women. It's it's so much more common than people think, and we've gotten a lot of letters about it, and we've we've had some discussions about it. But I've never talked to somebody who has miscarried. Yeah. So it's like, what is that? How did that make you feel? Did you not tell anybody? What was that like?
2: I didn't talk about it really when it was happening. And it happened really early in the pregnancy for me. So I think it's a different experience if, like, you're, you know, way into it. You're like four months pregnant or eight months pregnant or whatever. Like, yeah, it wow. was still so new that I was trying to, like, get in my head around the idea of it. And how did so, you know? How do you know when you miss Gary? I just started bleeding really heavily. Uh, okay. And I was like, okay, this is not going well. So, uh, okay. <laughs> how was that for you emotionally? I think. I was more just like disappointed than anything. I hadn't like formed any kind of emotional connection with it. So it was like disappointing. But then on like a scientific level, I was like, obviously that something wasn't right there because the body took care of it. So it was like that was meant to happen. Like, it's okay. Yeah, Um, it's crazy how um,
1: it's not crazy because I do understand how that must feel horrible to miscarry, especially if you're farther along and stuff. But it's so I did I didn't realize that so many people didn't talk about it and yeah. didn't the scope of how just how common it is. It's not something to feel like less of a woman about. But I, yeah. I've been reading like that's what a lot of women tell oh, oh, me. Yeah, sure. It's
0: shame. It's like because you did something no wrong. You fucked it. up. Exactly. You made a mistake. You didn't do something right. It's always that's how how being a woman is
2: in all <laughs> In, totally it's in so it, it many never areas changes and yeah. yeah well and then the next time I got pregnant it, that was I think when I really felt it because I was so paranoid it was gonna happen again oh, oh, shit, yeah. it was like I didn't want to form an emotional She's connection like, I'm gonna pad all the like, walls and not go outside yeah I'm terrified anything's gonna happen mm. and like every time I felt any kind of twinge I was like oh god is it you know whatever so that was, you know, where the emotions kind of came out. But I mean Which is a double edged sword
0: because the anxiety is worse for your body mm-hmm. than like falling down half a not a whole flight, but half a flight. Of half stairs. a flight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've done this the research. Uh statistics say. Yes. yes. <laughs> what about uh
1: did your how did your sex like change with your husband once you were pregnant?
2: He was really nervous about it. Really? Yeah. Like he wasn't. And I think that's common. A lot of guys Mm. are like worried they're going to like mess with the baby and it doesn't help. in the eye. (laughs) Yeah. So my little sister is a nurse and she told all of the men in my family that like she's a nurse and she, she actually works in like labor and delivery. And she told them that if like things go wrong, then like the baby can reach down and grab their penis and of course, this is in no way true. I can't yeah. believe anyone believed that. But Someone as a man, you? I think it's done, like, in the back of their mind. <laughs> they're like, they're well, like, I don't well, know. Well, the baby's right there. I mean, my husband, to be clear, is going to get mad. He did not believe that. But I think he— <laughs> okay.
1: Especially— <laughs> But I get—I mean, I am fucking about my own body, too. so, like, yeah.
2: yeah. I think, you know, for him, it was emotional as well of, like, yeah. he doesn't want to be the one to, like, do something to cause it. So that was sort of stressful during pregnancy. Yeah. Oh. We got past
1: it. <laughs> so, well, my, God, Stephen, my boyfriend is like, he, he thinks pregnant women are so sexy to the point where he's huh. like, man, when you're pregnant, we're going to bone. I'm like, well, I hope I want to. Oh, you will. Um, but he like, and there is something about a pregnant woman that I'm like, oh, you're, oh, oh my God. You're like carrying a person. Yeah. I don't know. It's really cool.
2: I mean, you kind of feel like a fertility goddess or something. Yeah. Like, it was just sick. this powerful feminine experience where you're like, I'm making a human. I'm doing what I'm designed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love crazy. that. We're getting into pregnancy. I know. I was going to say, we should, of,
0: <laughs> I know well, I my was book like, is so far pregnant, from but not take care of the kid, which I can. Yeah. I just
2: realized that I was in my, I was you having don't. that thought in my head. No, 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 no.
0: I could be pregnant, but not take care of the kid. Reverse, reverse yeah. adoption. It's called. <laughs> I give the kid away. Like yeah. I, I carry someone else's kid for them Yeah, you, you put them. your
1: tri- Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah Oh, that's a Yeah, that's a way to have Yeah, to have the experience of birth And then just not have the responsibility Bye <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Tommy Junior I don't know I've not yet
2: You wrote a book About your experiences being a dominatrix I did Let's switch gears Let's um, Yeah, everyone's got whiplash all of a sudden <laughs> like, Speaking we we of whip, We just whips, humanized you Now we're gonna go the other way Yeah I love it
1: uh, how did that come about? The, the, um, desire to get into it. Tell us how,
2: um, how, yeah, how that came into fruition for you. So I, I was like 22 and just graduating from USC with a super useful degree in archeology. span uh, And <laughs> oh, like, so uh, cool. It is. You were but, like, but um, yeah, I guess I had like a Ross. lot of job opportunities. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. I think he's a paleontologist. Oh, you're right. Yes. But common confusion sort there. Of so. Um, So I'm like $100,000 in student loans and no idea what I was going to do with my life since I decided I did not want to be an archaeologist.
1: After all that? Yeah. What? When did you know? Did you know before you graduated or after? Like two
2: weeks before graduation. I was like starting to figure out what grad school I was going to go to. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. This is a lifestyle and it's not for me. So then I'm like freaking out and- I think because I was freaking out, I started really doing what I think you sort of do at 22 and examining who I was and yeah. like what I was doing and realized like I'd been in this string of unsatisfying relationships, but it wasn't really my partner's fault because I'd never spoken up about mm. who I was or what I wanted. Like whatever they were into was just went along what with. I was doing. I just like became their little person that like suited their interests. Mm-hmm. So, When I started asking that question, I realized like I might be into something that's a little edgier than what's out there. But this was like pre Fifty Shades of Gray. Like it wasn't BDSM and alternative sexual practices, really weren't part of the mainstream conversation. So when I started digging online, I initially found like just sort of weird stuff, like BDSM fan fiction of like, (laughs) Dumbledore spanking Hermione. You know, like super out there stuff. And then I found a dungeon website Mm. of a dungeon that was like 10 miles from where I lived in LA. At first I was like, what the hell is a dungeon? Like people do this professionally? Mm. What is this? It's so weird. And then, you know, I'm digging through the website, just fascinated and saw the banner on the side of the page that said now hiring no experience necessary. I was like, no experience. Wow. Yeah. I was like, that's me. No yeah. experience. Like, you're, you're gonna train me. Yeah. So hopefully. Yeah. I always get scared when jobs say no experience. Right. Like, just zero. Like, just yeah. none. Here? You do not need to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know, the harder it is. In right. <laughs> so I just like jumped off the deep end and damn applied for a job mm. and and how do you
1: had you hadn't been kinky in your personal sex life before that? Oh. So how Everyone do you know? Everyone like refuses
0: to
2: believe that. But no, I thought blowjobs were kinky at that point. I was like, right. yeah, I'm really crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, they are kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the
1: fact that a woman would do that. Uh, <laughs> and what uh, like do you remember the first what was the first person your
2: first client so i had to start as a submissive instead of a dominant because i had no idea what i was doing and they weren't gonna just like throw me into a session right because that you really have to know the lingo and the psychology and i mean just like safety and the implements and what to do like yeah everyone's like oh do you just go in a room and yell at someone and i'm like even that like all right i'm gonna throw you in a room with this strange man yell at him for an hour what are you gonna say piece of shit yeah fucking dickhead (laughs) but you're a liar. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there you yes, go. Yeah. Now you've only Just got 59 him for all minutes of women. to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so my very first session, I was on the receiving end and it was a tickling session. He wanted to tie me up and tickle me. Which <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like a nightmare. Had never crossed I my mind that someone was turned on by that. Oh, so so now, it's like, no, yeah, go, okay, go, keep going. No, I've, I've, no, I've, no, no.
1: You, you might answer my them. questions.
2: I mean, I would kick him in the face
1: if someone tickled me. While well, you're tied up. Yeah. So Do you, you get a choice oh, like
0: God. for the kink though? Like if you fucking, I fucking hate being tickled. Yeah. So if you, did, you, were you asked? You, you got your nose, right? Yeah. I list. mean,
2: you you only have to take a session that you're comfortable with. Okay. And I mean, the fact that you hate being tickled would be such a turn on for so many guys <laughs> who are into oh, tickling. so like, They want you to I can not imagine. like it. Oh, some of them. God. Some of them want you to like it, but. Well, that's so Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Well, and what's funny is a lot of the guys who are into tickling aren't very good at tickling. <laughs> how do you get bad at tick? How you bad tickle? Men don't
0: have a good they'll touch. Like, yeah. Dig into dig deep. into That's your why yes. they blue balls all the time with
2: massages that yeah, are It doesn't really tickle. So it's funny that the hardest part of tickling sessions wasn't that it tickled and you hated it. Had it was it that was- it didn't tickle and you had to fake it. So like, so you were just like ah. squealing with laughter and like wriggling and what I was like physically exhausting and, to do those. And you were tied up. Mm. What, how, what did that look like? Like your, your just your arms and legs? Was it was
1: it handcuffs? Was it rope? Was so it so? For that
2: very first session, I was like on a bondage table okay. with like wrist and ankle cuffs right, yeah, that yeah. were like attached to the. <sighs> did he?
1: tie you up or did some like did he walk into the room to you being
2: tied up um he did it which was interesting too because he was like in his 70s on top Aww. of all of this so he was like struggling to like do the bonds or the did he have like tremors and, like, like yeah totally. oh no so oh like, god
1: that's so funny and dark all and of sad. that was oh.
2: just such a strange that's experience so of like on one hand, that first session, I was like, this is really powerful. Like this man hides this from everyone in his life, but he's showing this side of himself to, to a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was like this weird, cynical side of me that we all walk around with most of the time, where I was like, well, what the fuck? This is an old guy. And like I'm super young. And what is he doing? And tickling. That's so weird. Did he get born? Um, I don't remember him. No, he was fully dressed, and I he might have, but I didn't notice it. So I get back to the dressing room after that first one and say all of that to my mentor. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's an old guy and it's weird and it's tickling and whatever. And she was like, let's just stop there and break down the things that you've just said one at a time. And she Hmm. was like, he's an old guy. Let's talk about that. Like That ain't nice. (laughs) Just because you get older, you're no longer allowed to be interested in sex. And I was like, well, I mean, when you say it like that, I guess that's true. You know, she was like, we call them creepy old men and whatever, but that's really unfair. Like just because you get older... And older women, holy shit, that's a whole... There aren't even, like, creepy old women. Like, I feel like as an no, old woman... No, you never
1: hear that phrase. You're just but
2: not allowed to be... Sexual. Like, Betty White is the exception who, like, talks about sort of naughty stuff. But, I mean, she's the only one I can think of. Yeah. So, I was like, whoa, reality check. Like, I'm going to get old, too. And yeah. I'm probably still going to be a dirty fuck. So, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to have those moments of using the wrong vernacular
1: and then... Yeah. It's, it's great that you were this person kind of went through everything you said and said, well, yeah. this is
2: why what you said is kind of fucked up. And, yeah. lets it, and that
1: that's what an eye-opening
2: experience that is. Yeah, so, and that's, she was then like, okay, and tickling is weird. What are you into that's so much better? And I'm yeah. like, "Well, oh, I don't really know. And she was like, well, at least he knows and is like not afraid to go explore it. it yeah. And- you know he's embraced it and found a safe space for him to do that and Damn your judgment has no place here. Mike drop. Well, dude, yeah.
1: The, yeah <laughs> the BDSM community is one of the most judgment free places so ever supportive and
0: open yeah that's my number one qualm with it i think more judgment <laughs> <laughs> and did he
1: did that person tickle did he go near your your vagina or your breasts or Mm-mm. did
2: you have a bra on? like what were you wearing yeah i mean i was in some weird little like tutu outfit oh, of shit. like See, the, that's the only thing that freaks me out it seems a little bit did he want you to child-like. look childlike like the kind of pedophilia yes. whatever i mean in but better to act it out there yeah, yeah in a consensual safe Consenting. I mean, have you ever had
1: uh, any go deeper into possibly like, uh, I want you to act like a five-year-old or uh,
2: a child? I mean, I never had ones that were as bad as a five-year-old. I think or that would have been a line yeah. for me. But so yeah, there was somewhere it was like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been Yay. so wrong. Oh, <laughs> yowza! <Oof. laughs>
0: And now, man, you the know media? these people. They, they're mm-hmm. you know, but I, the thing is, as fucked up as it is, it's like these—they're these, not harming a child. They do exist, and it's like, yeah, better you know, a very yeah. young twenty-something uh, acts that out. Yeah, in a safe. Space. Is it, would a dungeon?
1: Uh, the manager of a dungeon that accepts the appointments? Would they? Uh, is okay, that okay then? to that to them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's consensual and as safe, long as it's safe,
2: say any consensual and pretty much anything you bring to the table that like is still within the rules of the dungeon and they do have rules, which I should probably clarify. Yeah, yeah what are they? So it, everyone calls it a sex dungeon, but sex is like one of the few things that is not allowed to happen there. Right. So it's not that, a lot of touching in between the except with tickling, obviously. Or but. like, yeah, I mean, there there can be. But so no sex, no penetration of any kind. So that rules okay. out blowjobs or all else. Yeah. Um, No exchange of bodily fluids. So we didn't do like golden showers or that kind of stuff at the dungeon. Or like spit, no, no spitting stuff. Yeah. I mean, that one we sort of, I, spit I remember like I would spit on the floor and like be like lick it up or whatever. But, yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah. That one was kind of like, okay, that's not that bad. Okay. Um, And so, I mean, I guess the other role is like no traditional sex acts. So like, yeah. I'm not going to give you a hand job. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, those were the rules. So as long as what they were bringing to the table was like within those rules and they wanted to do it with a consenting adult, then could the guy jerk off in the
1: session or the woman, the client.
2: Yeah. So oh, nice. they could kind of do whatever they wanted. It was like this sort of, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to participate. So if right. you start doing it, I'm not going to try and like jump in and intervene. Like
0: but- no. And was that for legal? So it didn't fall under prostitution yeah. or. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had somebody jerk off in a section session?
1: Did I ever? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then have you She's has, like,
0: am I not the best? Duh, <laughs> do you see me
1: motherfucker? And have you been like cool with it every time? Or was um, there one that was just like, come on? I don't know. I mean, it is it is a dungeon where
2: you fulfill a kink. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I, I think like, I mean, guys jerking off is kind of awkward, no matter what. (laughs) Like they make awkward faces. So and grunts. Yeah, it can be hot where they're like, like, I like watching a porn. Yeah, like a professional jerker offer. Yeah, it's great, but makes it look kind of sexy. But when the average guy is doing it, they're like, you know, and it just you're (laughs) like, you get to see everyone's O face. Yeah, and you're kind of sitting there like, don't (gasps) laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, or laugh if that's if they they want want you to. Because
1: some of them want humiliation.
2: Yeah, but keeping a straight face was actually one of the hardest parts of the job because. Some of the shit they wanted so to funny. do. Was well, and like,
0: you're you're so smart. Like you could... It's like so I can't. I can't imagine being like this overly intellectual dominatrix. <laughs> and especially like you know if, if you have like a cunty sense of humor, yeah. which you know I have. So totally. Yeah, <laughs> but I would be also. Like, oh god. People
1: going to a dungeon too are are. are I think pretty smart in, in at least in that they can identify their kinks and they know where to uh, indulge in them safely and consensually and they're not ashamed to indul- I, mean, yeah. I mean, they still could be
2: ashamed, I guess. They're progressive. That I mean, yeah. 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 Some of them were like deeply ashamed. It was almost awkward oh. how ashamed <sighs> they were where oh. they would like do it and then they would just be like almost crying afterwards. Oh, like, I really? just can't help myself and like I...
1: Were any know. of the ones that um, were really upset afterwards did, what was like the most extreme thing that they would do? Like...
2: It was funny that the ones who were the most ashamed were usually into the most normal stuff. Interesting. Like, it wasn't anything. And I would try to explain that to them, like, which it's always kind of fucked up trying to, like, put the kinks on a scale of, like, normal to not of course, normal. Because yeah. it's like anything kind of goes. But You're
0: like, I just stomped on my last
2: client's nutsack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, calm down. Yeah, and He was laughing, so <laughs> yeah. chill out, Bob. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you're not in a cock and ball torture. It's okay. But I mean <laughs> a lot of guys are. But um my boyfriend at the time was. Totally Dude, having kicked in the balls me. and it yeah, it was intense. But I mean, the guy is one of the most ashamed I ever knew wanted to just like I think he'd been like beaten up by a girl on the playground when he was a kid. Yeah. And that was his fantasy. He just wanted this woman to like overpower him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine. Like, Make that's kind of hot. Like, you just yeah. want a woman to like take control. And that's I there's nothing gladly do wrong that, with that. So, I I mean, there might have been something else going on in his mind. Like, maybe there was a childhood element to it that of he course, was ashamed yeah. of. So, And then afterwards, was he, did he cry? Was he... Yeah. I mean, he was just so like constant trying to like apologize for being there. And like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. That's ingrained. And you're like, I wouldn't have
0: been able to pay my rent had you not come. So thank God
2: God you wanted me to kick your ass because now I'm more financially stable. I was like, this is the space for that. That's sacred here. There's no judgment. You're fine. Like it's okay. You don't have to apologize to me. Right.
0: And you really are part therapist. I mean, so what kind of like, therapist training do you get to handle the weight of these issues?
2: These guys shame. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you just, the training happens in doing it and in uh, sort yeah. of decompressing with the other women in the dressing room afterward.
1: Yeah. You kind of share a story. Like I would, yeah, yeah that's how I would learn
2: too. I would think. Yeah. Like you, you learn from each other and then you just learn from like dealing with clients and you get to where like, I've seen this before. I know how to handle it. Mm. So
0: did it depress
2: you ever? sometimes yeah I mean like guys who struggled with it or were like yeah especially where I've I mean ones where like they were having to lie to their partner or like I mean there was like a way older man who'd like you know been happily married since like World War Two oh. and had never told his partner and she had passed on and it was like you know, he went through this amazing marriage, but never shared that side of himself. And that always seemed really sad to me. Yeah. But maybe their marriage
1: was amazing because yeah. he, he was able to indulge in that side of himself, but he, maybe he knew uh, how she would, if she would react negatively, you know, yeah. you can't really yeah, exactly. always hundred percent predict, but right. it's sometimes like, I really don't think, I mean, I would be so, I would be really disappointed and feel betrayed if my partner did that behind my back and felt like he couldn't tell me. Right. But I know I've heard of instances and I've read stories from listeners and I've, I've heard all these stories on Dance Savage about how the partner is keeping that secret because they're not only afraid of judgment, but like the their partner has kind of alluded to like, man, if you did that, I'd be. Yeah. So it's like, well, sometimes you have to keep it to yourself and I don't yeah. think that's the worst it could be, be a fun
0: secret life too I mean we, we're as a society we're so obsessed with the fact that secrets are always negative because many times secrets they are great but I think they can also make you feel uh whole and have like a really deep connection with yourself yeah like I like it's um, one of my biggest regrets is that I don't have any secrets mostly because of this podcast so I'm like I need to do something that I can then keep a secret we can work on that well yeah so I mean I, hey! I, I find myself keeping <laughs> secrets about things that aren't they're not really secrets uh, but it's but it's good just for you, some normal yeah. stuff, you know. But just so
2: you have something that's yours. Just so I have something, sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And how, how many years did you work as a dominatrix? I did it like consistently for a year, and then on and off for another year. I was getting kind of busy at my day job because I was flipping. Oh, so back you did do both?
1: Yeah. yeah. Shit.
2: So, and did you have um, famous clients? I had one like super famous client where I was like, what the hell are you doing here? Like you're gonna get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Did Um, that make you nervous? Did it make me nervous? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be playing this persona and I was like, I kind of want a fangirl right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I got it together. He was was really douchey when he first came in. He was like, he wouldn't well, take maybe his he. sunglasses off. Oh, and I was like, Do you think I'm not gonna recognize you? That makes it you more
0: recognizable when yeah, you wear like a hat or sunglasses. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes was, I'll like, go through the
2: airport with a hat and sunglasses just so people think I'm famous. And I'm like oh, <laughs> tricks on funny. you, bitch. Especially like in LA where yeah, like, yeah. I'm a big deal. Yeah, I know. But and he was like smacking his gum and wouldn't take his sunglasses off. So it was like, he irritated me Uh, early on enough. And he like, wouldn't really tell me what he wanted to do. Really? So, and I was, you've seen my movies. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like in the interview (laughs) trying to work out, I was like, is he here researching a part? And he like, doesn't really want to be here. So he like, doesn't really know what to ask for. And, but then I was like, maybe he like thinks that we can do other stuff. And like, he's trying to just be like, oh, I don't know. And then when we get to the room, he's going to like try something. So I was like, just so annoyed in the interview yeah. where I was like, well, if it was oh, so an much, interview
1: process before. Yeah. You in. Yeah. You oh. sit in a room with the client
2: and negotiate like how long you're going to play just for one on one. No one else. Yeah. Just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Like, what? did you have a
1: heads up that, it, Hey, it's so, and so Tom Cruise, wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. Oh, he, so he just came in. You're like, yeah, I know. Okay. He just
2: walked in and okay. I was like, oh, okay. So... Yeah. Like in the interview, I just got so annoyed so quickly. And I think if it had been (laughs) pretty much anyone else, I would have been like, dude, I'm not like, I'm not taking this session. You won't tell me what you want. You're being an asshole. Like we're done here. But I was like, I want to see what this guy wants to do.
1: And he he he
2: had nothing to
1: add to the conversation in terms of.
2: Yeah. No, he was just super vague. Like, I want you to dominate me. And I was like, there are a million ways I can do that. It's I worked with a woman where when guys said stuff like that or were stupid about it, she would take them to the room and tie their toes apart and give them paper cuts between <gasps> their toes Ow! if they were like i don't know whatever pleases you mistress she was like this is All what right. pleases me next Learn time fucking tell me yeah so Jesus. i'm not that intense Ow. i would sort of feel bad doing that i but know
0: because that's i mean a paper cut that's Ow, a, that's a rough cut. injury oh,
1: man it just hurts so yeah. much more than it looks like it hurts yeah
0: what's the um uh
1: most violent thing a person has ever requested that you do to them. that paper cut toe thing's
2: pretty bad honestly. Yeah, that's a whoo that's a creative horrible yeah oh. she's pretty twisted yeah. in like a really awesome way where you're like i that is wrong so but creative like, the, that you even come up with that is just like <laughs> i mean it's true domination yeah you know? like a real show of power yeah it, it is it she didn't around and creativity yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i always found cock and ball torture kind of violent and just like uh, we're brought up like you do not touch a man's junk unless you're like imminently in danger of being don't hit anybody in the balls you do not ever hit someone in the balls so it was like hard when i first started doing it or i would kind of be like "Ooh," and they would be like really like you've got to actually hit it so i would be so hesitant to do that but yeah i mean aren't there real yeah
0: real repercussions as far as like procreating
2: so my boyfriend at the time was into it, yeah. Yeah. and like we, we what like do you, I mean, whale on his like <clears throat> kick
1: them, punch kick him them. with a shoe on. Did you have a shoe on sometimes? Yeah. Did you kick it like you were kicking a, a goalie, like a goal, a soccer
2: goal, or something?
0: <laughs> like you are kicking a goal harder than you would Just think, dude. Would be you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: you're kicking your annoying ass boyfriend, or uh, yeah, wow, so, like full on kicking, punching, whatever. And so, how many kicks? Like quite a few, Shit. and so after we. Uh, we were at like a play party one night, and there were like six of my friends who worked at the dungeon who were all just like kicking and punching him in the balls. And he he had Damn. made a doctor's appointment the next day. Oh my God. To go talk to his doctor to be like, Am I doing permanent harm here? And he made was, sure to do been, it after the kicking. Yeah. Well, so he'd been trying to kind of ask the doctor, like, is this okay? Which is an awkward conversation to have with your doctor, because sure. the doctor's response was like, Well, just don't do it hard. And he was like, That's the yeah, but that's point. But what But I like it. So they did an ultrasound of his balls, and they were totally fine. His sperm count was like slightly <laughs> higher than average. Human what body very fuck? resilient it, like didn't wasn't doing them any harm at all. Now, when you kicked him, did you was his limp, dick limp? No. So he had a hard dick, and so did you kick the balls, or did you kick the dick? Um, was you trying in between? Or in his tank? case, it was about the balls. But okay. some guys are into like bad stuff happening to their dick as well. And do, have you ever tied a guy's balls up and like put like a weight on the end of the oh, rope yeah, or something? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, that what was kind like of the weight? one kind of bondage that I was good at. Like normal rope, I'd get all, I can't remember the knots and like <laughs> I'm... I knew, like, but tie your balls and up, binds, now you speaking my Yeah, language. the cog and ball torture ties, I just, it was so fascinating to, like, do it. So, Damn. yeah, I can do some pretty serious damage with a shoelace. <laughs> what? So, wait, you tie, do you just tie it tight then with the shoelace? Is no, that- you sort of, it's almost, like, um creating like a cock ring where you're sort right. of making them stand out to one side and like sometimes separating the balls so that you oh, can get maximum yeah. effectiveness of like <sighs> nailing them oh my god my balls hurt i know i, feel I don't like even have you just lost all of your male listeners wow. they're like i'm
1: done no but some guys really like it. it fascinates me i've always wanted to i would i would really enjoy i think being with a guy who liked that just but only to do it once to see yeah
2: but i feel like that would be fun yeah because if he thinks it's really hot i'd be like wait what all right yeah it it like i mean and one you like your sense of normal after that is just weird because yeah you, like oh, you, right man. i would think you've like crossed that line and that's comfortable at a certain point so yeah. what are you what do you have working? some sound effects yeah, too with yeah. the thunder this is very oh yeah. is, there, is that thunder hell yeah, yeah huge wow.
0: thunderstorm happening but i like it it's
2: perfect Ooh, for this yeah episode. it is perfect
0: <laughs> what are your kinks
2: I it turns out am into penetration like I like sticking things in other things so <laughs> okay I like, love it a strap on was just like my ultimate Um <sighs> it's really or fun I got to do urethral sounding a couple of times <gasps> oh I've heard about that Can so, You you explain the, the that? wand a wand up your urethra yeah right? you insert a metal rod into the urethra so it goes into the penis yeah and I, it scared the shit out of me at first but I did it a couple times and it was fine it was just kind of thrilling that it's yeah. almost like you're fucking a penis which I you think kind of, yeah you're penetrating a penis some Whoa. kind of like penis yeah. envy and that was just like i don't know i walked out feeling like
1: do penis envy powerful. i do i only did the strap on thing once mm. but when my partner was like yeah i would like to try this i'm like really oh my god <laughs> okay and then when i
2: had it on i'm like man Feels like I got a dick. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so wow. I'm into that. I'm I'm like weirdly into suspenders. Is my random one. I you like, wearing them or the other person? Someone else wearing suspenders. I just it's like it's a hot look. look. Control myself. It's do no. you snap them? Do you pull them by the you them? Ask him I mean, and be like, hey, like, you look like you want to get fucked. <laughs> snap. Like had, grabbing them, looking at them. I don't know what it is. The suspenders just like turn me on. You need to go well, you know to Brooklyn. I feel like that about tie, like long ties, oh. like grabbing somebody by their tie. I'm like, ugh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what they're for. Yeah. So I mean, those are kind of my big ones. I think beyond that, I just I'm like kind of twisted, like into whatever. Yeah. Like, has
0: there anything been ever a uh, kink that was presented to you that either like like made you physically like nauseous that you said no to that during it you're like i can never do this again even <clears throat> not
2: even beyond judgy just like ugh. yeah i a visceral reaction i had a client who had these fantasies of women being like gang raped by african tribes whoa so specific yeah and it was like it was weirdly racial was he, was he white yeah. yeah he looked like dilbert and he was an oh, accountant shit. And yeah. like of course he was an accountant. But yeah. So <laughs> yeah, pocket protector. It was it, weird. You know, like it there were like weird racial aspects of it. Yeah. That were very uncomfortable. And then like just the like level of violence that he brought to it was like, how did you get mutilation kind of stuff? His was mostly verbal. He wanted to like talk through the, the scene and the fantasy. There wasn't, I didn't really do much. Wow.
1: And did he say, did he slip and say something that you're like,
2: like, all right,
1: now I could definitely
2: deem you racist. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there was no, it was like a white woman being gay, by an African tribe. And it was just like, you are so far away. But when there was, I feel like the, the women of other races who worked at the dungeon had to deal with a bunch of shit like that all yeah. the time like if you were a black girl they would want to come in and like act out you know like slave master fantasies and whatever and and I, so i mean were the women okay with it or no surprisingly i mean the one that i knew well was like to her it was weird that like i was as offended by it as i was because it was like of everything that they're coming to the table with you know right like, yeah it you know like that just it's a, a fantasy and it's whatever. Yeah. Like she just sort of accepted that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. But I was always like, that is not okay. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's
1: it's a very uncomfortable territory, especially if you're a white girl and you're like, I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't have I uh, repro- I don't have this struggle, but yeah. I. I don't. Uh, it's just very uncomfortable.
0: Well, it's also becomes safe to like be aff- when in doubt, just be offended on behalf yeah. of other people. Yeah. So it's like I mean I don't know. People, we've we've gotten some emails from uh, black women who have t- 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 like acted out a slave fantasy. Sometimes the fantasy was their own fantasy. Mm, yeah, and they loved it. Or- I mean, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It goes along with a, like, a rape fantasy, like the, the kind of like the the shittiest parts of humanity. Also so turn us on in a weird way so weird yeah yeah that is so
2: as I'm almost and that's exactly it it, and I think that was her point is like this still falls under safe and consensual as long as I'm okay with it why are you like why is this the thing you're offended by so because it's
0: like I mean it's 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 acting it's not yeah you know yeah I mean
1: yeah damn and then are you kinky with your husband So, uh, well, the ball, he's not the ball. He doesn't like the ball. No, no, no. He didn't marry the ball guy. Yeah,
2: I did not marry the ball guy. (laughs) Um, My husband would not be impressed by that. (laughs) Um, These days, we are in like the parent, we have parent sex where we had like five minutes and we're listening for a baby. And like, I think people want me to have a really sexy answer to that. Mm. And I'm like, it is whatever it is. I'm just happy to get laid right now. Yeah. But I think with him, it's like, less about having to, it's not like a theatrical production where like someone has to call someone else like slave or mistress or whatever. And it's more like this intimate power exchange where he's just this very like powerful, confident man. And he's like the alpha to my alpha that lets me be like all of me but he's still sort of making me feel very feminine and he's Ooh. like manly on top of that so what a dynamic he's like that's nice something out of a romance novel he's just like yeah damn. man. how long have you guys been together um we've been married for going on four years and how long have you been together before the marriage? We were together for about a year before we got married. We got married really fast. We eloped. And did you, uh, were, how far in, or were you not doing the dom thing when you met him? Yeah, I had stopped doing it professionally when I met him.
1: Okay. So. Uh, upon his request, or you just kind of wanted to know? No,
2: out, I was just already <clears throat> finished doing it. And, and I'm assuming, Did you stop doming? Um, I was either 24 or 25. Oh, yeah, like, very young. Yeah. And, and you had, and so how long was the span I did it for like the better part of two years. Okay. Yeah. And so he was probably cool with that, I would imagine. He sounds like a cool, understanding dude. Yeah. He, I mean, his philosophy was like, if, Doing that and having those experiences allowed you to become who you are now. Then, great. Like that's awesome. if that's what it took for you to like find your voice and your authentic self, and that you feel centered and good about it. And then d- is, that's that, great.
1: is that is that do you Would you describe that as accurate? Like yeah. doming helped you find yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I found it a really empowering experience, and it gave me permission to like be assertive as a woman. Yeah. And,
1: well, it's funny how those that in our sexual lives, like if we can assert ourselves. And explore, even if it that means we asserting ourselves in that we want to be a submissive or something. Yeah. Or just exploring our sexuality in a way like to our truest, most genuine self. Yeah. It feels, yeah, it's kind of like you you have a little pep in your step. Yeah. Because once you understand yourself as a woman sexually,
2: it's, I don't know, you, you do feel this like power. Yeah. Just within yourself. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So I, that's exactly... I found it a really empowering, fulfilling, positive experience. And that's awesome. I think he could see that. So he was supportive of it. And I mean, the other hard thing to that was like, I knew even then that I wanted to write about it. So when I was right. telling him about it, it was like, not only did I do this, but like, I'm planning on being public with it. Yeah. Like, this isn't a dirty secret that I'm ashamed of. I feel like it's important to talk about it. And he was cool.
1: Yeah. Have you had any backlash?
2: Um, I mean, Talking not- about sex stuff... Not to my face and not from, like, anyone that matters. I mean, yeah. certainly, like, the comment section of the articles that are being published, I'm oh, staying away always from. always the worst. They're always, always the, the nightmare. Worst. I mean, there's, yeah. like, we
0: talked about before, there was a, a little girl's Target ad that you couldn't read the comments on oh because God. it was like calling girls sluts. And I mean, there was a She's 10, there was an ad the other day for a mattress company that featured a, a homosexual couple that of course was a nightmare, oh yeah God. you know, just a lot of
2: bad stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm sure there are people out there who are offended in calling me a slut and a prostitute and everything yeah. else. And like, that's fine. It's mm-hmm.
1: like, LOL. Okay. Yeah.
2: I hope you love yourself more one day, but i yeah I mean you guys take that in stride so well
1: and yeah yeah it's weird like when it first happened I was like well you're mean what the fuck yeah. you don't know me but then it's like oh they just don't love themselves well,
2: exactly you, and, at and first I'm comical. like I, I want to defend myself yeah. and then I'm like no that's a waste of energy yeah. Ooh. the best
0: of like defending yourself is just continuing to be yourself I think that's the best way to defend yourself like Let's, unapologetically yeah. you know uh, as far as writing about it did you sign any kind of like non-disclosure forms or anything like while working at the dungeon Mm-mm. and the clients don't either Mm-mm. or so that famous huh. person like they he just trusted. It's a real yeah. risk. That's I,
1: good. I mean, or he just doesn't give a shit. Or he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I no one should give a shit. Right. It's like when people get caught with with um sex workers of any kind, it's always this like huge scandal. I'm like, can we stop being so fucking surprised that yeah. that men and women will seek out a sex worker because maybe their partner is Or they don't have a partner, or their partner's judgy, or something. Like, it's not a big fucking deal.
0: Well, I mean, the only TL is like, as far as like, some people do consider it infidelity, like if you're having sex with someone else. I mean, but that's a private discussion that the rest of the society doesn't need to chime in on. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not supportive of that. Like, I think it's way better to be open and honest in your relationship. And like, I don't think lying to your partner is a great idea. But I mean, I also fully recognize that it happens. Yeah. And
1: sometimes it could save the marriage or the relationship, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's like, you know, everyone. Are you monogamous? with your husband? Yeah. And is that something that you want to happen forever or you, you don't know or you
2: assume or until further notice? I mean, I think I've been through enough even at the young age that I feel like I'm still at to recognize that saying anything about forever is like dumb. Because yeah. Because you just don't know how things are going to feel or how you're going to change or what life is going to look like. So I'm always hesitant to like put that out there, but I definitely know it's the right decision for us. I mean, at least at from where I'm standing. Yeah. and
0: For the foreseeable like, future.
2: I think I've just like done it all. Like I've men, women, threesomes, orgies, any yeah. kind of kink, like I've experienced it all. And because of that, I can recognize that what I have with him is better than all of it combined. Oh yeah. And that intimacy that I have with him is just so special. And yeah. I mean, it helps that he is a sex God. Like the man is <laughs> just like. So sure, your husband's a sex God. He's. How so? Oh my God. It's. Men talk about, like, oh, I get off on your pleasure. He actually means it. Oh, yeah. Those men are the. They're great. Like, he just is so committed to like me getting off and not just once. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll be like, all yeah, right, yeah, it's yeah. time to move on. And he's like, no, we no. are not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. his mission in life to just make sure like- You come as much as you want to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty nice. So it, I mean, to have that, I'm like, I don't want anything else. Like, yeah. I used to kind of make fun of people where I was like, you don't fantasize about your partner. Like you think about porn or you're reading dirty shit or whatever. And cause that's what I was doing. And I caught myself- Fantasizing about my husband, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm that's that person!" Like, this is weird. I I made fun of people for so long, but like, he's- you fucking liar! No, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I I was just talking to Stephen the other day about how, like, I I usually
1: when I masturbate, I fantasize about him him with another woman because I have like a cuckolding kink but mm. and he's like yeah when I, I fantasize about you I'm like but because I have that cuckolding thing I'm like just me no you gotta fantasize about <laughs> other people like who else she goes just you I'm like oh, oh shut up all right but yeah. I'm like no good like fantasize Give about me the else fantasy. tell me about it yeah yeah but that's that's great and it is it's something that people think isn't real or everyone's lying when they say that or it's just because yeah. they want everyone to think that that's the case but it's something that ha- exists when couples yeah a husband can just fantasize about his wife and they're you know? Yeah. And it's it's, great.
2: And I'm totally comfortable or I was always comfortable being like, no, I don't fantasize about you. I'm watching porn when I'm masturbating or I'm like reading a dirty novel or whatever. But it's now I'm where I'm like, yeah, I'm fantasizing about my sex god of a husband. Yeah. How
0: did you guys meet?
2: We worked together on the construction site for almost three years and like never connected. Well, so we connected in the sense that he was like in charge on site of the general contractor. And so pretty much anytime I had to go talk to him, it was because my team had fucked something up that was uh, going to mess with his schedule. And I had to go and be like, Ugh, give him bad I'm news. Sorry. Like, this is not good. And I, you know, at that point I'm working as a dominatrix and was not really intimidated by anyone. Like, cause yeah. I just dealt with so much shit confidence that nothing phased me. He intimidated the shit out of me. I was always like, uh, I don't want to go talk to this guy. <sighs> So then, I mean, just like very end of the job, we finally connected. Like, it was a party where, I mean, because it's a job site, it's pretty much all men. So when we would go out drinking, whatever, all the guys would get just like trashed, and I yeah. would be one of the only women. And it was always just like it would get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, there's not a lot of women. In, <laughs> there's not a lot of
1: women in construction.
2: Yeah. I used to work in part
1: of it, kind of. And I'm like, man, it's got to be rough to be the the only chick on a, a new development site. Like,
2: yeah, and so he was. Like the only guy there who was like still pretty much sober and just like in control and yeah. was like dealing with the situation, and I was turned on by that. Yeah. And then it was weird because he was such a gentleman, like that traditional gentleman, where like I ended, he was going to drive me back to my hotel that night, and you know we like walk out to the car and he won't unlock it until he gets to it to open the door, and I'm like, what the fuck, buddy? Yeah. Like I don't want you, I don't need you to open my door. Like yeah. what are you doing? And then, so he kept doing stuff like that where like we're walking down the sidewalk and he would like insist on being on the outside <sighs> that always to like protect me. Yeah. And I was like, why are you doing see, that? I are, our uh, see, I think these things are darling.
1: See, I'm like, I was so bitch, if a car just, like, runs us over, we're both fucked. Exactly. Not like, trying to be a hero in an instant. Mm-hmm. Where it's but what if the,
0: what if their bones get stuck in the wheels and then <laughs> you're saved? Well, I've not thought about that part. Yeah, I see, so. I mean, I would be like, <laughs> I would be like, Woof. thank God you died for me. <laughs> That's so uh, <laughs> i mean i love my boyfriend but come on <laughs> if it's gotta be one of us if it's if gonna it's be one him. of us it's not gonna be <laughs> me so, so you
2: were a little like perturbed <laughs> like, yeah i was like you know i'm this that could come off as confident whatever woman like i don't need you to do that stuff for me and then i stopped and really like processed that he was being genuine about it right and that's important realized that he was, you know, I'd spent years being like worshipped and looked up to by all these men who were like being submissive to me but it was always about their pleasure. It was never really about me or anything to do you with me. You were the deepest thinking dominatrix. I amazing. know. <laughs> like,
0: and shit, good point.
2: Really, yes. so, really uh, reflecting. <laughs> he was the the only man who had ever really made me feel like that. Like he, it was about me and he legitimately cared about me that much and like worshipped me in a way without, but was still this like very masculine, powerful man. And that was just that's a like, balance,
1: a delicate balance. But yeah. if you can achieve it,
2: it's like, oh, that's reality what check that that exists too. And then also just that, like, I think I had gotten really confused and my self-worth had gotten really caught up in my sexuality. Like hmm. I, that was what I brought to the table. And for him, it wasn't about that. It was like, he loved me for me and like the sex was great, but you know, he didn't need me to like, a performing monkey, or like you know, right, right, right. Like oh, let's Maybe get other want women want or whatever. Off
1: and uh, take it to a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. He like was, oh, he let's was cool bring your about
2: girlfriend's it. home. He was like, because I that was so my automatic at that point where I was like, I mean, do you want to like bring another girl home? I'm I'm okay with it. And he was like, no, I want you. And you're like, what and I was like, that's not real, fuck? like. I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, like, it, you're clearly like there's something, and I'm waiting there wasn't. for it. Yeah, so yeah. so I married him. <laughs> Damn, it's like that's I'm great. Me. And then yet now you have a baby. We do, and you have
1: a book. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're so together.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. And you're like mm-hmm. in
1: control of your sexuality. Like you, you're just like you all like that. That's fucking cool. Thanks. That's admirable. Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: And we're going to wrap up soon, but uh, with any book, um, the uh, the publicist always sends like an interesting sheet of like facts Jenny can tell you. So one of the things that Christine and I looked at was how to be submissive, but still a feminist. Mm. I want to see what, what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) We love those publicist (laughs) sheets. Nothing makes us laugh harder. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) That's Jenny, awesome. tell us about this.
1: So a I submissive and still <laughs> a
2: feminist, Jenny? <laughs> I have to get a straight face first. I think like women have a hard time with this where it's like, yeah. oh, you can't be a submissive and be a feminist because then like you're serving a man or you right. know, you're like giving your power to a man. And I think the being, more that's more like a militant feminist stuff. But it yeah, is, I've heard of it. I've heard that but notion a lot. It. I think people just get really confused and there's this misconception that like being submissive is surrendering your power. And I think when it's in a healthy relationship, unlike what has maybe been presented in some of the mainstream media, yeah. it's it's so empowering and the submissive is actually the one in control. They can stop the scene at any time. They The dominant is only doing it because it pleases the, the submissive. submissive. Yeah. So in a way, they are serving the submissive. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very nuanced, complex power exchange. So I think... I just think it's important to reassure women, because so many of them do have submissive fantasies, that that's okay. And it doesn't mean like it says nothing about you as a woman. A fifties housewife. And you're like you can have whatever dynamic you want outside of the bedroom and like that's fine. Or you can carry it outside of the bedroom if that turns you on. Yeah. Like you're both okay with that. But I just think it's important to point out to women that like that is fine. Like you Yeah are still a strong woman. It doesn't mean you're like weaker or... It's
1: all... It, it, you're almost stronger than yeah. a lot of women who who don't want to explore their sexuality or kind of explore certain crevices of it. Because yeah. it's like, and you feel more in control of yourself and not to say you're better or worse than any other woman, but it's like, womanhood is very... And feminism, it's just like, do you? And as long as no one's getting hurt and yeah. you're enjoying yourself and you feel
2: empowered, there you go. Yeah. So...
0: Perfect. And do you have any other thoughts or that you we haven't asked you about? Things that you want to convey to the audience? I
2: don't think so. Where this, can we buy your book? You can get my book pretty much anywhere books are sold. So sweet. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, Books a Million, whatever all the other sites are. Cool. Um, and it's called it Scarlet called, Letters, right? Yeah. I was like, I need That's to give the title. It's yeah. important. <laughs> it's called The Scarlet Letters. My alter ego was Mistress Scarlet. So it's oh, The Scarlet yeah. Letters, my secret ear of men in an LA dungeon. And I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And in all cases, I have an interesting last name. So I just have Jenny Nordback is my handle. Mm-hmm. And that's J-E-N-N-Y-N-O-R-D-B-A-K. Sweet.
0: Wow. This Thank has been you.
2: so much fun. I learned
0: so much, John. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank so you excited so much. I got nice to meet you guys. Yes. To 10. <laughs> uh this has been Guys We Fuck the Anti-Slut shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday.
1: That believes a the therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on a path to a happier life. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com GWF. Again, that's Talkspace.com GWF. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the